New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey guys, this is Dakota Logan. I serve as our college pastor, and thanks again for for listening to our Genesis podcast. Today, I am reading chapters 43, verses 1 through 16, and I'm going to be reading from the NIV. Here we go. It says, Now the famine was still severe in the land. So when they had eaten all the grain they had brought from Egypt, their father said to them, Go back and buy us a little more food. But Judah said to him, The man warned us solemnly, If you will not see... He said, you will not see my face again unless your brother is with you. If you will send our brother along with us, we will go down and buy food for you. But if you will not send him, we will not go. Because the man said to us, you will not see my face unless your brother is with you. Israel asked, why did you bring this trouble on me by telling the man that you had another brother? They replied, the man questioned us closely about ourselves and about our family. Is your father still living? He asked us. Do you have another brother? We simply answered his questions. How are we to know that he would say, bring your other brother down here? Then Judah said to Israel, his father, send the boy along with me and we will go at once so that we and you and our children may live and not die. I myself will guarantee his safety. You can hold me personally responsible for him. If I do not bring him back to you and set him here before you, I will bear the blame before you all my life. As it is, if we had not delayed, we could have gone and returned twice. Then their father Israel said to them, If it must be, then do this. Put some of the best products of the land in your bags and take them down to the man as a gift. A little balm and a little honey, some spices and myrrh, some pistachio nuts and almonds. Take double the amount of silver with you. For you must return the silver that was put back into the mouths of your sacks. Perhaps it was a mistake. Take your brother also and go back to the man at once. And and may God Almighty grant you mercy before the man so that he will let your brother and Benjamin come back with you. As for me, if I am bereaved, I am bereaved. So the men took the gifts and doubled the amount of silver and Benjamin also. They hurried down to Egypt and presented themselves to Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin was with them, He said to the steward of his house, Take these men to my house, slaughter an animal, and prepare a meal. They are to eat with me at noon. So good. And so if if you remember back, Simeon was still back in Egypt. So like I'm thinking about Simeon right now, man. He's still in custody. He's probably thinking, all right, fellas, any day now you guys can come back, please. Um, and them and their father, they're arguing about whether to go back, whether to not go back, and Simeon is still there. But so this was the second time that they've now returned to Egypt to see Joseph. They still don't know that it's Joseph. And so I want to—I don't want to give too much away because the podcast will continue, but I want to point out two things from this passage specifically. And one, the first one, is that one of the themes that we see repeated in the Bible over and over and over again that point us to Jesus is this theme of there being a substitute on our behalf. It starts all the way back in the garden in Genesis 3 whenever Adam and Eve had sinned and they hid and they tried to sew fig leaves together. 
but it said that God um, killed an animal and cut, covered them with the skin of an animal. That was a sacrifice. That was um, the first time we see a picture of a substitute that, that the, the price for sin had to be paid. And we see this pictured um, here, but, but again, this, this theme of substitution, Jesus is substituted on our behalf because, because of our sin, there, there's a price that has to be paid and we need a substitute to stand in our place so that we can receive forgiveness, so that we can receive eternal life. Ultimately, Jesus did that for us on the cross, right? But we see this theme all throughout the Bible and we get a glimpse of this, a small glimpse of this in verse nine. I'm going to read it again. Judah speaks up. He's speaking up to his father, right? And, and he says, he says, Hey, I will hold myself responsible. I will, I myself will guarantee his safety. You can hold me personally responsible for him. And if I do not bring him back to you and set him before you, then I will bear the blame before you all of my life. Judah is saying, Hey, listen, I'll take the blame. I will bear, I will bear the blame forever. That's on the happens to Benjamin. And again, this, this is just kind of a pre, kind of like a, a foreshadowing of what Jesus was going to do for us. And another thing that's cool from this text is that Jesus came from the line of Judah. So Jesus comes from, from the line of Judah. We see Judah in this moment saying, hey, I'll be a substitute. I will, I'll put my neck on the line and I'll bear the penalty if, you know, if something happens to Benjamin, right? And so this is just a picture of what Jesus is going to do for us, stepping in for us on our behalf to take the penalty that we deserved so that we could receive eternal life. And so we see, we see that in, in this passage. And that's just something that's cool um, that, that Judah steps in to do that, that Jesus comes from, from the line of Judah. But the second thing that I want us to notice is the very last verse, right? Whenever, whenever the, all the brothers go back and, and they present themselves to Joseph, it says that when Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of the house, hey, take these guys, go and prepare a meal because we are going to eat together at noon today. Y'all, this was, this was the chance. This is, this is when Joseph has the chance. The tables have turned now that the brothers are at his mercy now. This is his chance for revenge, right? And he's had, he's had other chances before this, but this is another chance for, for Joseph to have revenge and he has mercy on his brothers. And I just kind of ask myself the question, hey, would I have done the same? Like, would I have shown mercy in this moment when I had been so wronged, when my brothers had done, had done this to me? Were they, first they were going to kill me, then they said, ah, no, we'll just, you know, sell them into slavery, throw them in the well, sell, sell them into slavery, and, and leave them for dead, basically. And this is how he repays his brother. And it's such such an amazing, such an amazing story, such an amazing picture of what of what we're called to do and what God has done for us. Ephesians 2, 4 and 5 says this. It says, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And then um, Matthew 6, 14, this is a command for us. Um, this is Jesus. He said, hey, if you forgive other people when they sin against you, then your heavenly father will also sin, will, will also forgive you. So if you forgive others, your heavenly father will forgive you. And 
So what we see, what it looks like, one of the things that living the Christian life means is that as people who have received forgiveness, we extend forgiveness. As people who have received mercy, we have to extend mercy. And so a way that we can just kind of put this on the ground today and apply this to our lives is, is, is this question here. Hey, is there, is there any bitterness that you're harboring against someone? Has there been maybe it may be a family ordeal or something with a friend? Is there someone that you need to extend forgiveness to? Because listen, you harboring bitterness and withholding forgiveness is doing nothing but hurting yourself and your own spiritual growth. Um, and so, so don't, so don't use, you know, don't use withholding forgiveness or harboring something as a, as a chess piece to have something on someone, right? That's what we're called to as people who've been forgiven and who've been given mercy. We're called to extend forgiveness and to extend mercy. The gospel compels us to do this. So y'all let's be a people that are known for our grace and our mercy for others. Guys, thanks for listening. Hope this has been helpful um, and encouraging to you today. And tune in again tomorrow as we continue through our study of the book of Genesis. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.